Hi, and welcome to Are You Done Yet? The podcast about your work and project management challenges. I'm Mike Taylor with Innovative B, and as always, I have with me Brian Quick. Hi, everybody. And special guest today, um, Aaron Boggs, our Director of Operations. Hi there. Brian, it's been a while. Um, yeah. So maybe a couple months since we've been able to get to these, but we're back on track now. So uh, maybe you could kick us off with the agenda we have today. Sure, Mike. It's been a really busy summer. We've been having some great customer conversations, and we've got some really exciting projects that we're working on here at Innovative E. Um, some new customers, some customers that we've had for a while doing some new and innovative things. Um, but one thing's in common. Um, we're all trying to do better with work and project management on the Microsoft platform. and find out what our customer journeys are and in, in, introduce innovative solutions that help them with those problems. So to that end, we've made a great addition to the team recently with our director of operations, Aaron Boggs, and you're back from um, having worked at Innovative E in a previous life. Is that correct, Aaron? Yep, it's true. It's been about three years. It's great to be back. Um, so just kind of settling in, but yeah, it's great to be back with the team. Well, I'll tell you, it's great personally to have you back because as much as I love our customers, um, getting involved in the day-to-day -day operations of um, things related to that is, is really challenging when you're trying to um, basically also, you know, talk to new customers and start new conversations and also make sure that our relationship with Microsoft is really tight. So it's great to have you back on board. Thanks so much. Yeah, and um, Aaron is actually, um, he's helping us get better and scale as we grow with a lot of our operational um, delivery capabilities, get you know better tuned in terms of what we can deliver and how we deliver it and, and, and built for growth. Um, but he also gets involved with some of our larger, more strategic accounts. I know he's managing some of those. And Aaron, you have a background. Uh, you know, I think one of the things we're going to talk about here today is, you know, there's a, a, a real shift in the way people are thinking about project and work management and, and, you know, with Agile and all the other things that are coming in and the cloud transformations. But you you kind of have a background, right, in, in working in multiple different types of things from traditional PPM, um, water flow, water, water, waterfall kind of methodologies more and in, also into the Agile Scrum type of things as well, right? I do. Yep. I worked across a number of different industries and um, yeah, I have kind of seen it done many different ways, but it's interesting because there's definitely some commonalities you see across industries as well. And it's it's nice having that sort of breadth of experience to, you know, see some of those patterns and identify some of the things that work well and, um, you know, hopefully use use those to um, help other folks work a little better themselves. Yeah, and, and so one of the things that we're seeing, you mentioned a, a minute ago there, Brian, is that there's there really is this um, – with, with the, the acceleration that's really happened, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything else of, of a lot of customers' cloud transformation, a, a key component of that is work management and project management. So we do a lot that's in the space of actually getting people to the Microsoft cloud in terms of, you know, project to, to the cloud migrations or, um, you know, maybe it's upgrades or maybe it's dark to cloud type of opportunities to take advantage of it now that they're in the cloud. There's also a lot going on um, with trying to consolidate work around, um, you know, th this idea of context switching or, or not context switching and working right. in unified areas like teams, right? So I know that that's something that's kind of um, dear to your heart, uh, Brian, and you've seen it a yeah. lot. And and there's, you, what's the way you put it, that, um, that um, collaboration has always come in kind of a second class a second citizen. class citizen in PPM, in, yeah. In, in I, PPM I feel like management. I feel like that's definitely been the case. And, you know, when I talk to customers about that, um, it really seems to be resonating. Um, and their eyes open and they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. So 
I think that that was something that that we had collectively come up with in maybe previous podcast conversations and and internal conversations about the direction of innovative e is you know you had said Mike you know PPM um, systems PMIS systems are a digital representation of what's really happening um, and we've we've basically asked our team members and our project managers to go to a destination, a PMIS system like Project Server or Project Online or whatever it is that you have at your company to represent what's happening um, in the project schedule. Um, Microsoft's always been a little bit better at that, I think, in my opinion, because the schedule itself is synchronized with the PMIS system. It's not separate and it's not just a representation of what's happening. It's a detailed work breakdown structure of what's happening. Um, but even so, it's still somewhere you need to go to put in the data. And I think more and more what we're trying to do is we're trying to use, you know, try to meet people where they are in the everyday tools that they're using and, and collect as much data we can organically without asking them to actually perform an action or log something or update something. And that's right. what we're talking about when we're talking about don't like limit the 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 need for customers to switch between one application or another or do something special in order to log project management type work management type data. This is where it's all going and you can see you can if you've already kind of gone a few steps ahead of what I'm saying um, it's about um, artificial intelligence and about predictive learning about what's going on in your project without you having to tell the computer what's happening. Um, and then there's an important aspect of this in terms of collaboration, right? Because, and let's call it what it is. It's like a Teams tidal wave, mm -hmm. right? Everybody is using Teams. 250 million users have just, um, right. Microsoft just passed 250 million on teams. It's an incredible it's like number. a team tsunami, right? Yeah. So I talk to customers every day and I meet new people. And one of the customers actually today um, had a really interesting situation that I thought we could help them with potentially. They're, they're using Project Online. Great. Um, they've got their files out there. They've got their risks out there. They got their issues out there. They're standing up automatic automated project team websites. They've got a workflow for demand management. It's like everything that I have been, we have been telling people about how to do and helping them do in Project Online for several years. And they've done it. Well, along comes Teams. Mm -hmm. And this tsunami that we're talking about, which really is um, pretty self-starting, right? It's grassroots in a lot of ways. and. You've got project managers out there that are trying to use teams to get their project work done, but their work is over here in project online and they're trying to collaborate in teams. And those two systems, although, you know, I showed her how to light up basically a project online PWA team website within the team channel, that mm -hmm. really isn't what we're talking about. We're not talking about right. like a screen scrape of information or link like over that. right yeah i mean that that'll get you by maybe for a couple of weeks until until that's not enough either it's not really what an integrated experience is staying in teams right and 
using it all day long to collaborate on your projects while at the same time getting the data in the right place so that you can report on it in the PMIS. And right. that's what our product T4PM is, was created to do. So these are amazing conversations and very validating um, as a matter of fact to where we're going as a company. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about there is the, um, this idea of kind of democratization of work management for these higher end, um, what have traditionally been limited access to PPM solutions like Project, Project Online, even Project for the Web, right? So yeah. you have a limited number of people who have access to them. And to get to the information, you have to understand the interface. And teams aside, you, 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 even if you have a link in a channel in teams, like you're saying, you're still going to end up linking over and going yeah. into Project. If you want to enter an issue or risk, you're going to have to drill into it. Or if you want to update a, a task or whatever, if you have a task, you go to my task or, or mm -hmm. whatever. But what we're really talking about here is a way to consolidate that and put as much as possible. It's not possible to put it all there, right? If you're a project manager managing the schedule and you need to create dependencies, you're still going to do that in project project for the web. Right. But if you're a team member or a portfolio manager or another stakeholder that needs to have access to specific information, you can do all of that within teams, especially when you start using things like you know, our Power Apps driven teams for PM, which really allows people to not switch their context at all. They can be in there working on some other project or something that they're doing, or it may not even be a project at all. It could be some other work that they're working on. Then they just go to the teams for that project. They go in, they start updating their task. And then what happens is behind the scenes, it uses the Dataverse or however mm -hmm. it may work. In this case, it does use the Dataverse and it moves that data over into the appropriate location. It might be a project for the right. web. It might be a project online. It could be a different application. We, we can extend it to do other things. And that, and that enhances the experience. It reduces the complexity for the individuals for the mass number the greater number of people that are in there the pms are the are, are work managers are the really the smaller number of people that are doing that digital representation work right the larger yeah. number of people are all these you know the doers the stakeholders right. the executives everyone else that so we're really trying to give everyone much easier access and a much more ubiquitous access through teams to to do all this work and right. um and it makes it easier and by making it easier more data gets put in and more accurate right. data gets put in because it's easier to do. It's more simple. And 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 that you start building up larger data sets, that is kind of becomes that foundation for what you were talking mm -hmm. about earlier, which is more of the predictive analytics and AI and some of that right. stuff that, that can come in the future. So it's it's really exciting stuff. Well, that's just it, Mike. So and she was even she was like, we, you can't stop it. It's like like I like we said before, you can't stop people from using teams. If you've if you've made it available and using it for project management is so logical, right? Because projects are about getting work done, and that's what Teams is all about: helps people get work done, helps people collaborate with one another. So it's just a natural evolution. But what ends up happening is people do things inconsistently. Mm -hmm. They light up a project Teams channel you know, in teams, maybe they start their own team first and then they start a channel like, and then you've got a million different teams with a million different channels and each project manager is managing it differently. Um, and she had spent a lot of time and effort and funding making things consistent, putting a governance in place, making sure that documents went in the right places, that they were version controlled, that, um, People were using the demand management workflow that the project websites had a consistent look and feel for all the participants. And, and there was, there was almost a fear 
that that's all that's all going to get put by the wayside because of this new tool right and and what we can do is we can keep all that we can mm -hmm. retain all that all that governance um all that where the data goes into a central location because i like behind that but everything i just said about what what was maybe transpiring is the fact that what happens when people do things differently what happens when data is in different places and in different buckets yep. there goes the reporting it's yeah you just blew it up and when it, and when and what happens is people end up spending it again for like it's like a bad rerun people are spending an inordinate amount of time gathering data going back to a spreadsheet going back to powerpoint in order to tell a story about what's going on and they had fixed all this already and they didn't want to have to fix it again so that's what that's the kind of thing that we're seeing happen um, in the market right now in certain scenarios in others and i know aaron you're you're helping customers kind of with different types of journeys mm -hmm. uh, you know you've got one customer right now that's moving from a project server to project online right mm -hmm. um and that's where they're at in their journey at a right. certain point maybe because there hasn't been a lot of teams adoption yet at that customer we need to keep in mind and and help them kind of head that off at the pass yeah as it comes yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah, and one of the things we've been talking a lot about kind of traditional pro project and work management, but this actually, this concept extends out to other work management. So it can be things that are, um, you know, there's obviously been a huge, you know, agile transformation wave that's been going on. We've seen some customers that have gone very far over on that transformation and abandoned PM practices only to find that they still need some PPM. And what at the end of the day, to run an organization, you need elements of agile and elements of traditional project and portfolio management. You need to be able to understand in certain cases where milestones are, and you need to be able to elevate and, and summarize things into portfolios, and you need to be able to do benefits realization, and understand where resources are, and all these other kinds of things. So um, it really is, it's, you know, we've talked a lot so far today about what's going on kind of in the project space, but these other pieces become elements of this too. So I know you've seen a lot of that and, and kind of that push towards more of a homogenized process orientation, right, right, Aaron? Yeah, definitely. And it's, it, it's a big challenge because, uh, you know, you have these agile management tools and there's a number of them that are quite good, but, uh, and a lot of them do traditional software development very well, but you start getting into situations where maybe there's a hardware component to it that, that can't, you know, you can't really break into sprints. There's tooling and other uh, elements that have to happen in a sequential phase. And it's a part of a larger, uh, part of a larger project. And it, th those mm -hmm. agile management tools uh, don't really deal with that very well. So you end up with this sort of fractured um, management where you're maybe managing part of the schedule and something like project. And then you have a, um, you know, an ALM tool that you're managing the software piece in and you're having to try and reconcile those pieces together. So it can be a challenge. Right. Absolutely. So that's why, you know, and, and I mentioned this a minute ago and, and there'll be more of this coming up in future podcasts and things that we really have reshaped shaped our vision a little bit away from just talking about project management and, and doing the things you can do and, and all that project management and really the broader context of the vision statement that we have now is, is really, um, enabling or 
transformation work and project management transformation at scale and you know mm -hmm. maybe in parentheses on the microsoft platform and really utilizing all the capabilities of the platform to build the 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 nexus of that capability but it doesn't mean that all the products have to be microsoft products right i mean we are doing things in the agile space where we hook up ado to project and other things like that but we're also working to do you know jira or ServiceNow or other forms of um you know work management products that you where you need to have the information flow work together so that you then can surface it in a way that, that you have all up like you were saying all up capability to to manage those initiatives and be able to report on them and do those kind of things right exactly yeah and there's a lot of great conversations we're having that kind of start. Um, they start with, I have a project online and I have ADO, where I have project online and I have service now, where I'd like to tie the two together. Um, and they really evolve and they bubble up into a larger conversation um, that we have with customers on value stream management. Mm -hmm. Value stream management being the ability to look into and report on the origin of active of uh, defects, tasks, um, work that's going on, the, the the basically the life cycle of it, and the culmination of it in actually a delivery of a solution or product to a customer. And usually that journey spans multiple tools, multiple teams, and organizations are looking into ways of getting insight into that start to finish life cycle of a conversation like that happening of value. Um, a value stream and that 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 terminology and concept is really uh, something that our partner task top our strategic partner task top focuses on um, almost exclusively and that we bring to the table during those kind of conversations right yeah absolutely yeah and we you know we traditionally get involved if you kind of talk about the where we get involved in organizationally uh, it's mostly in the past has been at kind of the tool tool owner level so you're talking about epmos pmos IT, um, maybe CTOs or CIO type level organization. But when you start talking about value stream all up, then you start looking at everything that's even a, a little bit higher level. Um, kind of it involves people further up and down the the kind of the organizational stack. Um, so that becomes really interesting there. And, and it, you almost have to have those conversations across the the organization because it affects so many different people. If you're thinking about it just from a tool perspective, th there's there's value. Uh, putting two endpoints together, like a, a Jira and a project or a ServiceNow and a project or something like that, where you really start to see a lot of value in the value stream areas where you start to put multiple endpoints together. So you're having a lot of flow between them and then you can start measuring that flow and you can start to do more interesting things with it. Yeah, really, really interesting stuff. It's very crucial to a lot of companies to understand that. Um, and it's a they're, they're, it's an evolving understanding that they're coming to this realization that they need that type of insight, um, and it's something that we can help them with. So we've talked about T4PM, Mike. We've talked about um, how we're helping customers with this overall work project management at scale journey on the platform. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm having a lot of great conversations about Edison 365 ideas recently. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, innovation management has become more than just a buzzword, I think, in the C-suite. Mm -hmm. It's actually become something that we're, we're seeing more organizations formally build innovation management um, components into their organization and and people up and down the, the organization are, are being incented um, to make sure that innovation is part of it. And it's, it's kind of ironic for those who aren't real familiar with it is it seems like the 
the more the kind of commodity type area of of our customer set, so you know, consumer brands type organization um, versus a maybe a more specialized software provider or something, the more that they're on that side, the more innovation man- matters to them, right? Um, so we have a lot of very large scale organizations that are in consumer products and beverages and things like that. And innovation management is absolutely critical. And then it starts to move in innovation. It goes from innovation management from like ideas and this concept of being able to make ideas pay, you know, from from the beginning <laughs> through business case, through projects and delivery. Yeah. Um, and, and then you get in the delivery end of it, you start to get into the um, the innovation program or project management, the IPM component. We're seeing a lot more of that going on, too. So it's it's taking those ideas vetting them correctly, getting the right kind of people involved, surfacing them across not just departments, but maybe the whole organization before you make a decision on where you're going to make your investment, harmonizing where those investments are. We're seeing a lot of that, right? And then as you execute it, execute it in a way that you continue to build the innovation piece into the the project or, or program management piece. So it's 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 really interesting. And the, and the tools now You've got Edison that, that brings a lot to the table, and and you mentioned Tasktop, and now the Microsoft platform being able to pull a lot of that together with the Power Platform, and, right. and a lot of the things you can do with the Dataverse and and the reporting, of course, with with Power BI, and now Power BI Premium coming on board with the better licensing structure to make it more available. It's just it's a really exciting time to be able to start to put all these things together um, in ways that yeah. you never never could before. Yeah, and it's almost like always back to full circle on the team's conversation because it's mm-hmm. Microsoft has done an amazing job at really making it the glue for how organizations collaborate. Um, so if you're leaving that out of the equation, then I think you're either missing something or <laughs> um, you, you know, you're not on the platform in a meaningful way yet. Um, right, right. We talk about that too, Mike and Aaron, we talk about, okay, so you know, maybe you're an organization out there and you're still using a competing video conferencing tool. You're using um, a competing tool for collaboration. Maybe you have several different collaboration tools that you rely on. It's not consolidated in one place. Your your data is not all in, in M365 right now. And you're sort of struggling because you've got all these disparate tools. You've got stuff in your own data center and everybody is working remotely and has been for the last you know year and a half um and you're struggling with this um this is when the microsoft sort of wave just sort of washes over mm-hmm. these issues and it comes it comes and it says look it's time it's time to go to the cloud it's time to stop doing things in different ways using different tools for for collaboration in the organization we need to do it all in one place because we're no longer across the cubicle from each other. We no longer go to the water cooler to figure stuff out and talk about it or get in a conference room and group up. That's what Teams is. It's like that office experience for remote employees and uh, and you know employees in offices alike. But I think even more, we've talked about this several times in our podcast, the organizations that had this type of these these type of collaboration solutions before COVID-19 hit were more prepared for the future than other organizations that are just now stepping into it and coming to this realization. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and we've had customers tell us that that um, as they had to quickly shift to a, a virtual environment, or even now they're in a hybrid environment and some are never going back, <laughs> you know, it's going to be remote forever. The Teams has been a, a kind of a game changer for for that. And sometimes a life management. or death situation, a life or death scenario, Mike. I mean, you talk about our, our customer Guthrie Health um, mm-hmm. that in uh, Northern Pennsylvania, Southern New York, that recently spoke at HIMSS and, and shared their journey about how mm-hmm. they were able to um, with these systems in place, um, with the Microsoft Cloud, and, mm-hmm. and with the help of their partners like us, they were able to basically be more prepared um, mm-hmm. for this scenario. And they, it's a real life scenario where they actually had folks um, in critical positions um, at the hospital having to work from home, having to work remotely, and being mm-hmm. able to collaborate on, on, on patient um, care. Um, or decisions that the hospital had to make about how to react um, or yep. plan. For the yeah, pandemic. they did. They did all of that and brought a new hospital online. During <laughs> so it's, yeah. it was a pretty amazing journey they had. Right. But I want to get back on the ideas tip because I want to share a story with you guys from this week. I, you know, those of us that um, have been in field sales for a while, like myself, are are used to carrying a. a some luggage around and really never unpacking it. Um, just kind of adding some new clothes to it and then uh, and getting on the next plane, um, which was which was our you know my life for um, before the pandemic and and after that hit, I've been working from home and haven't really had a great opportunity to visit with customers on a regular basis because of the national and international nature of Innovative's business. We're not just regional. I can't just drive to my customers and see them or or whatever typically. So, but I did have an opportunity to talk to someone here locally um, in Florida and uh, have breakfast um, the other day. Um, they, they shared some a really interesting story about how they had created a um, an innovation management tool in house several years ago uh, using um, you know whatever their IT development department had some resources and I think right. based in SharePoint um, where they were able to, you know, give it a name, um, put it out there with some very good success and in getting involvement and in people innovating at this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, you know, the years went by and it sort of tailed off a little bit mm-hmm. where it, the novelty sort of wore off. Uh, a little bit and you would still get some some good involvement kind of in spurts when they would sort of like uh you know shock it into back and they would be like hey everybody put their ideas in about this Cor- corporate uh, communication sends a bunch of blast yeah, yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's don't like forget friday thing uh, anyway but it, it but it had very good success over the years and they've come up with some great ideas and implemented them and they're serious about it and, and it means a lot to them um but what happens there when you develop your own ideation system, and I think um, we've seen this from other customers in the past, and is, yeah, sure, throw up a SharePoint site, put a couple of lists out there, have people submit stuff in a form, um, but then you're not keeping up with kind of the latest innovations in that space. All the different ways that you can issue challenges and, and get rate them and for people. Right. right, and it's the UI isn't going to be as sexy. It's not going to be as engaging. Right. It's not going to be a destination that people want to go. Plus, the gamification aspect to Edison 365 exactly. ideas is so cool. Like, it's basic uh, concept, right? We're all familiar with gamification at this point. Um, right. Badging, 
Mm -hmm. um, the ability to, you know, have different tiers of involvement and get mm -hmm. points and really stay engaged with the, the my the my ideas page where mm -hmm. you know you have your profile and your score and your trophies and whatever. Um, it's just not there, right? With the right. with the homegrown solution. That yeah. and you know, there's always competing um, priorities in an IT department. I've worked in several, and this is not always you know the top thing that they're worried about, right? Right. It's how to how to <laughs> enhance the ideation website. Right. And there's one other component that uh, kind of goes along with that is is the open innovation component as well, right? So that you can actually source ideas outside of your organization. You can go to, oh, yeah. um, uh, you can go to academic institutions, or you can go to other um, areas where there might be populations of folks who are interested in your products or whatever. And you can source ideas from those and use gamification with it and do all these other things. So um, that's something that would be really hard for an internal IT organization to develop and do it right you know, because of the security aspects right. and everything else, right? So right. it's um it that, that brings a lot to the table and it's a and it's a very economical solution. I mean it's only it's a you know the costing's just a few dollars per user. So um, right. it really it really is something we're seeing it take off a lot more these days. Yeah, so we're talking about that. We're talking about you know all the benefits of using uh, Edison three sixty five ideas for ideas for innovation as software as a service. Um, and it really is an extension of your Microsoft platform solution because all of the data is being housed in SharePoint online still. Um, it's just the UI is enhanced. Um, you're getting their latest and greatest updates. Yeah. Um, and you're able to uh, you're able to really take it and, and really make it hum from there. So really cool conversations happening with Edison 365. Hey, Brian, I know you got a couple other points, but one thing I did want to point out um, for those who didn't hear, we actually um, we were able to um, win another award this year. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right, um, Mike. I almost forgot. How can we forget? We haven't done a podcast since then. That's right. Um, but we are the 2021 uh, Microsoft finalist for Partner of the Year in Project Portfolio Management. So yeah, yay. yeah, super exciting. Hey, yeah, yeah and that goes on, that dovetails yeah. off. Last year we were the uh, Microsoft US Partner of the Year, and the year before we also were a, a finalist in the Global Project. Um, portfolio management part of the year. So very excited. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it really is not possible, obviously, without the, um, our great customers, but all of our um, amazing employees and, and personnel partners that bring so much to the table and, and create, you know, these really innovative solutions. So it's, it's right. fantastic. Yeah, very exciting. And, you know, just to, to emphasize again, like you said, without the opportunity to work on your customer journeys and think about them and listen, uh, to what's going on, needs and challenges of your organization, um, we wouldn't have the opportunity to create these innovative solutions and to be uh, Microsoft finalist for Partner of the Year. So thank you, customers, um, for giving us the opportunity to be at the table and sharing your journey. Um, and Absolutely. one particular customer recently, Mike, that we uh, are talking to with uh, globally here, um, on planet Earth is uh, basically um, a huge consumer um, goods products organization. Um, Very big. Yep, <laughs> doesn't get any bigger. That's right. um, but uh, they have they had some unique challenges around their work and project management journey. Um, yep. That that we were able to get engaged in. And I know Aaron, you're day to day on that now. Um, although kind of coming in hot. Right. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I just I just kind of jumped in uh, with both feet. We're kind of getting a project going to uh, kind of bring together multiple different uh, systems that uh, that they're using to to manage their projects. Um, they're on the Microsoft stack, uh, and we're doing a little bit of custom development to t try and tie them together so that they can you know manage the agile uh, pieces of their work along with the more kind of traditional waterfall elements as well. So um, you know just tie that data together and let them uh, work more efficiently. So uh, it's an exciting, exciting place to be. Oh, yeah, one of the things. Oh, that. So, yeah. Go ahead. See, I, okay. Um, so <laughs> a really interesting part of that, though, is that uh, it, this particular customer, when we got engaged with them, they had a vision that they needed to kind of have us work towards. And the first thing they needed was help mapping that vision to the technology set because it wasn't a clear mapping because they have very complex requirements and, and they have very specific ways that they see doing innovation and, and innovation project and program management. So we were engaged at a strategic level for an assessment. Um, and Brian, you helped drive you know that with the customer and we and we went through and we mapped those those needs to the requirements of what they were trying to do. And and the outcome of that assessment was here's kind of a plan to go forward. And now what we're engaged in is that you know, minimal viable product, which is the pro project that you're leading there, Aaron, um, right. to get them there. And and it also is relying a lot more on custom dev because it is right. so complex. Um, and I think yeah. you were alluding to that as well. It's not just put, not just, I mean, it's complicated putting things together that are out of the box, but this one is a very complex um, building of a, of a central kind of work management system. Yeah, really, Mike, I mean, sometimes when you're talking to these large organizations, it's not about like, hey, should we use Project Online or Project for the Web, or maybe we need T4PM to glue them together. It's just a bigger deal. It's larger, right. there's more systems at play, there's more ins and outs to it. And um, without getting specific, sometimes um, custom development um, should be in the mix, in the soup. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There's no other nice. way to go. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, I think about it and I'm, it's one of the reasons why I'm so glad um, to be here at Innovative E is that I don't have to say, well, if it's not A or B, then we can't help you, right? If it's not, uh, if it's not uh, going to be, well, you know, we do this, we do, we do project online implementations, we do project for the web implementations, and if it's not one of those two things, you need to call somebody else. What we have is this amazing. And I do mean amazing um, office um, of develop of developers of custom developers that that are enterprise um, experienced. Um, they build solutions from concept all the way through to fruition and support, um, and they do it contextually with business analysis services included. What do we need to build? Why do we need to build it? Um, what is it that we're going to do? What technology should we be using? Um, not just building something from a pre-written script or from um, a design document that the customer has come up with. Right. Exactly. And they're doing it um, in, a, in a very uh, cost-effective, um, professional manner. Um, there are folks over in our Sherlockian office, and I just want to give them a shout out, um, uh, Ruan Fernando and company. Um, and all of his great team members over there, and they're growing too with us. So uh, they're involved in this particular conversation and more and more conversations as we evolve. Yep, absolutely.
And you see that as part of the Microsoft continuum too, even, right? I mean, they talk about the power platform, which has brought amazing things to the to the mm -hmm. story for customers. But you get to a certain part, and we're hearing this from customers as well. And if you if you continue to push past, you know, what you can do with low-code, no-code, and you really start to scale it, and you try to do some inter really interesting things, or you got to be very specific around a process or a way something is surfaced or, or managed, then you're moving into the custom code space, which is it's just a mm -hmm. kind of a natural continuation there, or it's, you can just plug directly into using that where you need to. All right. Now, if you're new to Are You Done Yet, and this is your first podcast episode with us, uh, check out episode nine uh, with Ruan Fernando um, from our Sri Lankan office, explaining what they bring to the table and the value that um, they're bringing to our customers. Awesome. So, um, any final thoughts, guys, or um, you know, anecdotal uh, stories we need to share? Would like to share with our community, or um, you know, Aaron, I know that you you're kind of involved in kind of the day to day operations of Innovative E and uh, meeting with our customers, making sure our projects are going well, um, mm -hmm. and you know, but what's that fire extinguisher for on your desk behind <laughs> you? Is that is that so you can put out uh, issues before they turn into uh, to turn into fires, or what? Yeah, I guess it, you know, maybe there is a little bit of uh, metaphorical value there, but uh, it's also safety first, so it never hurts to have one uh, nearby. <laughs> maybe I need one. But <laughs> great to have you aboard, Aaron. Thanks for sharing some of your experiences, and you know, as we move forward and grow as Innovative E, um, how how fast are we growing, by the way, Mike? Uh, over 100% year over year. Yeah. yeah. So we are growing not only um, you know, in the number of um, customers that we have, but also in our employees. So we hope to be sharing a few other new faces with you soon. Um, until next time, uh, this is Brian Quick, uh, Mike Taylor, and Aaron Boggs here for, from Innovative E for Are You Done Yet? Talk to you Thanks, soon. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thanks. Mm -hmm.